I roll the music. Roll the music. Roll that. Roll the music. Roll the music. Roll the Jessica. Dude, West Coast CEO, episode nine. number nine. Numero nueve. Nueve. So what are we talking Como about? Como se dice in French? How do you say it? Neuf. 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 Dies. 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 What's ten? Neuf. Dies. No, it's Russian, bro. Neuf. I'm Oh, episode yeah. nine. I think we got, we got, wait, yeah. I think they know what episode we're on. Is it? Okay. I think, I think we got that settled down. You guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome My name's back. Alex Lorum. Yeah, My name's Gio Garcia. Steven Sievert. And my name is Mark. And just Mark. Just Mark. Just Mark with that C. With the C. Not with the K, because he's French. So why don't you guys tell our listeners what we're talking about today? Oh, yeah. Why don't you, Alex? Yeah, let's talk about customers, dude. I, customers? Yeah. How do you find your target audience? I mean, it all depends. Like, if you, It depends on your product, obviously. Like, sometimes yeah. you have things that, for example, Steven's shirts. Like, yeah, my, my shirts. You know, I know what, like, sort of my demographic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of have an idea, like obviously I'm selling t-shirts mm-hmm. that cater to, you know, like late teens to, mm-hmm. you know, mid thirties. And then, you know, I test it and I see who it sells to. And then I can, I got analytics I can pull from and see where they're selling and what age range is selling to. And, and then it basically tells me right there. And then there's my customer database. Yeah. Where does your analytics come from specifically? Oh, like Google analytics. Google analytics. Yeah. Absolutely. So traffic from your website? Traffic from my website. My sources where I sell them, like Etsy, etc. And they have their own built-in analytics. Oh as well. yeah, they give you that. Okay. They've got it all. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So that shows me who my customer is, and then from that I pull all that information together and I like make who my like ideal customer is. So I, I think that's true for you know pretty much any business, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, Gio, who's your ideal customer? So looking at the stats, seventy um, percent is male. Yeah. Anything G2, uh, from 18 to 35, which is male, and then it's 25% of female, mm-hmm. which is, but it's funny when I post content, um, there's certain content like on Facebook, I'm What's the reason? Huh? What's what? The reason? <laughs> 75%. Did I, 75% male, 25%? Gen- gender neutral. Gen- oh, just like, just like balance here. <laughs> Did I say, what did I say? Did I, say, did I mess it up? You um, just missed 5%, yeah, no. I think. Oh, did I say my best? He's calling you out. He's a dick. <laughs> it's okay. I beat on people. It's all good. <laughs> but I, I, got, I got the topic for the last podcast, but never mind. No. No, so uh, for me, like, I wasn't surprised by that. Like, obviously, I want to get more um, female audiences. So, I, you know, I've talked to a couple of, you know, different girls, but... I understand that it's it's always going to be majority male because you know sports content and it's funny when I posted uh, I think uh, I think they were like the Super Bowl or I posted uh, like OBJ he had like his shirt off you know it was a shirt off of his commercial and I saw the analytics of that and it was the opposite it was seventy five percent female uh, they were not necessarily attracted because it was a sports content but it was just because it was OBJ or a male without his shirt 
and that attracted to them and I was like oh that's interesting so whenever I put content like with a guy with the shirt off or something like that it, it typically attracts more female audiences to the page at least on Facebook you know I think that's one cool thing about your platform is that like your your audience I mean if you look at it like on a general uh, then you kind of think it's going to be more male than female, but like at the same time, your content can be structured in yeah. a way that fits yeah. a certain demographic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's kind of like a cool thing to have. It varies. That's what that's where I was going. So it varies. So that that kind of taught me a little, a little thing like, oh, okay, so if I want to target more female audiences, then I, so all I have to do is, uh, you know, players with their, their shirts off, you know, mm -hmm. kind of more. But I never thought about it that way, you know, I was just like, so that that was pretty cool. But then like also on my page, on my page I see like where the traffic comes from, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, you know. So I got a lot of different services because I also got a podcast, you know, when we do the, the, we have weekly episodes on the podcast, we cover content. And that, now that I host it on Anchor, it's pretty cool because like I have it on three different platforms. I used to have it on SoundCloud, I used to break it down to the team from our countries. Anchor doesn't really do that, it just shows me the plays. But what's different about Anchor and SoundCloud, I get more plays from Anchor, but I don't see the statistics where it comes from. But on SoundCloud, I gotta see the, all yeah. the different breakdown, but I didn't get as, I didn't get as much plays. Mm -hmm. So it's very it's very interesting. But I mean, I like it. And then, uh, you know, Instagram's very similar to like the Facebook analytics and stuff, so. Do you feel like your audience always stays the same? Or do you think it varies widely? So I think uh, it, it does stay the same. Obviously, if you're a sports fan, you're going to want to follow like, the page and stuff. But what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to reach the younger crowd. My goal is to reach kids that are like, how we spoke on the, on the previous podcast, because this is like the third or fourth time I've seen it. Like, it's like a proven method. Like what Mark did with his 24-7 uh, brand, like the kids are the movement, man. Like I've seen it from like other brands do it so many different times. And then like once I started again with Mark, I'm like, okay, my goal is to target the high school kids. Cause that, that's how I feel like, that's how the fantasy sports team is gonna blow up. So what I wanna start doing is start interviewing high school players. High school, you know, whether the state, you know, state one for D1 for here for California or LA, interview those kids. Cause I wanna get, instead of being from 18 to 35, I wanna get it from 14 to 35. So yeah. I think I think that's 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 where I got to get it going. Do you feel like you chose that audience yourself, or do you think the market the market taught me that the market showed me that because going to all these different events, going to VidCon and all that stuff, I got to see how much the kids really push a movement. Like VidCon, like if you get a chance, Stephen, it really opened up my eyes mm -hmm. to like the crowd and like how big how big of superstars. When I saw Logan Paul last year. I knew about him, but like he literally just blew. Like he was a, like an A one celebrity. Like I've never seen. I didn't realize like YouTube stars were that big until mm -hmm. last year. Like he completely shut it down, and it was insane to me. And that's when I was like, "Holy shit! This is the new celebrities. These are the new superstars. Are these YouTube social media influencers?" And that's where like the market just on social media was like, "Okay, I need to go for the younger generation because they're gonna push the movement." So that's that's where that's where the battle I'm in right now. That's interesting because I've always been taught or, or like what I've learned is that you really don't pick your audience and the audience really finds you depending on the, it. I think it depends. What you're saying is you can 
go out and seek that audience and then appeal to that audience and then understand those needs and figure out what their problems are and go kind of retroactively. Mm -hmm. I've always been taught you got to find a problem or a need first. And mm -hmm. once you do that, you figure out who, who actually does have that problem and then the audience gets revealed to you. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's now in my head, there's well, from what you said, you can take it both ways. You can, yeah. um, you can go seek your audience, the one that you want to hit and then really analyze them. I mean, sports is really universal. Mm -hmm. I think it spans a lot of age ranges, but you have to deliver the content in a way that is going to match the audience you want to match. Exactly. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's where I'm at with that. I mean, because I do, I feel like I do understand the items and the content I'm trying to create is like behind the scenes stuff, behind the scenes footage. You know, like I, when people see my stuff, they're like, wow, I really feel I'm up there, in up there close and personal. And that's what I really... That's what I really wanted to show with people. I'm like, look, I want to show, I want to show you like you're there as well. And I think I've done a great job doing that so far. And I want to continue doing that, but I just want to attract a younger generation or younger younger age groups, I should say. So, do you think your content currently fits the younger age, uh, age group? I think it does, but it needs to be better. Um, I think the way the way I'm gonna go about it is very similar how you did it, bring an influencer in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen some of my videos have taken off. You know, YouTube has shown it. You know, it's kind of still my, my video has like over 7,000 views. You know, so there's, there's no, there should, I should be able to replicate that to Instagram and potentially, I know Facebook's an uh, older demographic, but I should be able to replicate that on Instagram, you know? And I want to go about it the way you did it. You had an influencer come in. And, and show it like, hey, check this side out, check this, this and that, mm. you know what I'm saying? So that, I think it's bringing one of those influencers in that has a demographic within sports and then help me push it that way. Yeah, I think you gotta, t I think you gotta talk to your audience though. I think you gotta mm -hmm. like get feedback from, if you do do a push like that, mm -hmm. get, try to get feedback from their audience to see what they're liking about your content because you might run into uh, Steven Seaver. No, he didn't get any feedback from that, which really sucked because like maybe his stuff didn't like appeal to that audience, but he had no way of knowing either way, but you will have the opportunity to like actually talk to your audience and know like, I, what about my content do you like? Like, is it the soccer portion? Is it the behind the scenes? Mm -hmm. Do you like the fact that you see me on camera? Like, you need to get in front well, of Well, I do, I do already have that. That's, generation, that's why I have 99 reviews on Facebook. I tell people to give me reviews, but the comments is so crucial for me. Like, obviously, I care about the five stars, but when I tell people leave me a comment, each person, I don't tell them what to put, you feel me? They put what, they, what they've seen in my videos, and they write that down. So I read every single comment. And I see everything, everything that they tell me, and that's what I'm saying. Like everything that I've seen so far is that they like it that I'm up there, like I show it that they're there with me, you know. And I don't, and that's a trend that's been all the 99 comments that have been left. So I see that. So I got to continue that. And the 99 comments comes from the younger generation you want to hit. Not necessarily. Not the, not. Uh, it comes from a variety from everybody. That's not. That's that's something. That's that's the battle I'm in now. Yeah. Trying to get the younger. Age groups. I, I still think you need to like talk to that younger generation, mm -hmm. figure out like how do you appeal? Because I, I don't think you can make that decision for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You you can definitely like go after them, but you really have to like talk to them and be like, all right, what is it do you really like about this stuff? Yes. And if you if you continue with the reviews, that's a good way to, to implement it. Mm -hmm. But 
you gotta you gotta let them tell you instead of you chase them. That's one thing I, I love about. I think there's already some blueprints you can kind of like peep out there, like Bleach Report, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah, like, I love I love what they're doing. Like what they're doing is amazing content, mm-hmm. and they appeal to the younger um, generation because of like you know it's not it's not it's sports it's so content like sports centric, but there's different. Like types they're very comments. witty. That's what I like about Bleacher Report. They're, they're very, very witty, like with their comments yeah. and the, the the whole graphic design with the images. Like you know when like LeBron won, he was wearing like this cape and all this stuff. It was very cartoonish looking. Mm-hmm. I don't have the capability to do that right now, but I see I see that the content that they're producing is king, and it's just the way. Like you said, like what you just said, like. Anybody could put like a video and just like that, but it's just kind of like the animation, the editing that they do. Like they make these, like they just posted something about Stephen Curry, but they did like an Avengers thing with the three rings. Like they took that down, they took down, uh, they just took down the Jazz and whoever they played. So the team's logo is on their thing. That's like very witty because it's in, you know what I'm saying? So that's what attracts people. Like I understand that, but I just don't have the resources to do that just yet. I don't think, I don't think you got to conform to those things. I think you just got to do it. But I'm saying that's what that's what makes Bleacher Report so much cooler than ESPN. Uh, social media. Yeah, I think I, I think there's some of that. There's definitely like some of those like the memes. Mm-hmm. The memes are great. Yeah, yeah. Memes are so funny. That's true. Uh, you know, I mean, fillet. I don't know if you about fillet. Fillet. This guy who's just like become super popular on Instagram, just like doing like like voiceovers or like. Um, players. Oh, okay, okay. Like when they should go, yeah. like it's, it's just it, it's it's so great. Like they just have such a, a they have a mix of like you know real sports news, funny sports news, and then like just straight up trolling kind of sports news. <laughs> and it's just like it's just a great mix. I think there's something uh, like to take from that as well. It's, if you're trying to appeal mm-hmm. to that younger generation, yeah. Yeah, I like it. The less formalized. The less formal, the better. And I've seen that with my my, my customers. Yeah. Like, it's just so much different. Me calling them bro, in the, in the beginning we were thinking like, like, no, let's act like a company. And then we're like, come on bro, we're talking to people that are between 13 and what, 20, 25? Yeah. Like, it makes a huge difference the way you address them. Um, like, uh, I was like, oh yeah, like, oh, uh, I really like your page. I was like, thanks, bro. I really appreciate that. I don't, I don't, I don't say we. I say I. Like, they, because and and when you speak, we speak from one voice, which is Mark from Twenty Four Seven Plug. Uh, even my boy Jay, like, signs his emails Mark from Twenty Four Seven Plug, so they associate that to one person so when they message us like mark like what's the new drop and i'd be like uh you know i'm, I'm about to post it now like thanks for like you know being attentive or you know like when, when we speak we're not like so not formal like we we use bro we use like thanks so much for the love like you know it's it, it, and they, they they really feel that they feel a, it feels more like a personal mm-hmm. like a real relationship you know and it makes such a big difference because then they're so into what we're doing that like um 
you don't have to think or like you don't have to think about loyalty. Like my, my retention rate from 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 the beginning to now is so much better because of the way I, we've, we've, we've addressed the clients. Because there are two other companies that are doing the same thing that we're doing. It's like, you know, you guys are so much better than this and that. And we're like, yeah, because they, they actually act like corporate, like they act like a corporation, you know? They talk to you like, oh, uh, you know, like how, how would Google talk to you? you know? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like our customer representative will get back yeah. to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. 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 I'm like, no, I'm like, yeah, bro, I'll let you know in a second, as soon as I get the, the info, and then they're like, oh, okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I get back to them, and, you know, yeah. they appreciate just me going about it that way, because it feels like it's real people behind it. Oh, yeah. absolutely, dude. I think that is exactly why, because I think people are so sick of getting sold to now, mm. and they've just been bombarded by people that they actually want to talk to a real they want to know who the human is behind mm-hmm. it and they want to know those like vulnerabilities and like there's like a huge uh, TED talk or several TED talks that I've watched that talk about being vulnerable and just being human and mm-hmm. being willing to make mistakes and people know that because you're willing to do that you're actually human and you're not some person or scam or something that's trying to screw them over Yeah, and I, I totally agree on that like yeah. people alright so there's an example I can use from blockchain girls where the girls wanted to set up everything very perfectly and like you gotta, they were thinking, all right, we can't have a Facebook page until we have this perfect logo, but they could never, you know, decide on a logo. So I ended up just like putting together a bunch of like just rough sketches and putting them out there. And then eventually they decided on their own, but they wouldn't even move forward without trying to have it be perfect and very professional. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to tell them, look, you don't wanna be entirely professional. You want to be the high school students that you are because people are going to appeal to you and be like, damn, these high school students are doing this? Alright, I'm going to give them money because, you know, I believe that, you know, they can do it and they're stepping up and if they're high school students teaching younger kids, that's way better than being like, oh, we're a formal company, hmm, like we're a CEO and yeah. we have this like very professional logo. <laughs> so I, I totally agree with you. It's got to be very personal. People are... Key, key, the key part, uh, people are sick of being sold to. Uh, I, I, I'm personally sick of being sold to. Um, and it, it's become a, to a point where, like, you know, I don't even, I mean, the ads are pretty seamless on Instagram, but, like, like you you still notice it. Like, I skip over them, like, in two seconds. Like, like I have blinders on now. So if you're going to try and sell to me, you're going to have to be a part of my environment. Uh, more than like you know, you have to do more than just like uh, the the traditional advertising. Uh, if that makes yeah. sense, I'm part of it. And I think that's one of the reasons why your boy Ty Lopez did so well. <laughs> he was right in front of the camera, and he yeah. was the first one to be like, "Hey, you, right there, sitting behind the camera. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you. Like, you need this knowledge. Like, he is the first one to do that. And he's like, look, look at this is me." I'm living this lifestyle, and nobody was doing that before. Nobody put a person right yeah. there. Like, yeah. yeah. And so now you see all these mimics yeah. and all these yeah. other kids that are doing it. And yeah. I'm on a boat in this like expensive <laughs> like I put this on my credit card. So Look at me. Like I hate those. I hate those commercials. But I think he did it right. Yeah. Yeah. You see those a lot. Like oh, I've seen this one. Yeah. He's yeah. at a bar. 
Especially yeah. when you're uh, tags entrepreneur geo. <laughs> you get all entrepreneur tags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ty Lopez invited me to his house, so. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> I was that. Uh, I know where our next podcast is going to be. Beverly <laughs> Hills, bro. That's where he lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, so I think with the customers thing, and I don't know if you guys want to close out the conversation, but I think my number one lesson that I've always been taught is that you never know who your customer is. Mm-hmm. If you're going at it where you are solving a problem or fitting some need, uh, you really have to just start to attack it and the way you attack it is how you're going to reveal your customer you can make all the assumptions in the world of who your customer is but until that person actually hands you money you really don't know who that is Mm -hmm. like right now in blockchain girls we really don't know who our customer is we've done a couple of test workshops with little girls and kids and like we really don't know what age group is even going to be interested in it still. Like we need to do more and more and it's all about repetition. If you can just get a product out there and there's a good book called The Lean Startup by Eric Reese. He he talks about a minimum viable product where you just got to get it out there and then get that feedback in return. One of the big feedback things in the beginning is who actually is your customer. And I didn't realize that when I started Malibu Boxing too, um, I, I just started like free boxing lessons on the beach and I thought it was going to be like people my age and like males 25 to 30 and it ended up being women who lived in Malibu who didn't want to go to the gym who were embarrassed that you know they didn't know how to do the workout and they didn't have time to go to the gym and so it like ended up being someone completely different and so it was like a really good lesson for me to be like alright I really don't know starting a company who my actual target audience is until they hand you money. I think that's an exciting thing about just like building the company because you like you said you have oh it's gonna be males and you're like shit like even that that kind of clicks on me when like that that video OBJ I was like oh is this what so this is what I got it's like so obvious but at the same time I didn't really think about it but then like I think that's really fun about building a business because it's like obviously there's always struggles but it's just like Little things like, oh man, I overcame this or did this or, you know, just added someone to my team. It's just like, like I know you hit, um, we talked about this last podcast, are you saying like, you know, adding people to your team. And then like, I had this, uh, I've been having this guy um, for the last few times on my podcast episode. And I was like, dude, this guy like, obviously wants to be on the podcast every single time around. He's always texting me, kind of like the same thing Chris was. And like, now that I kind of like got, got that aspect of, because before I thought I was like, man, I need all this money to build a team and this and that. And then like now, like people just like, what I've realized, people just want to like have a, just like me, like they want to talk on a platform, but they don't, some, they don't know how to start the platform. And I feel like I've, I've been able to build this platform. So now I can kind of bring people on. And now I think for them, what I've realized is so much more rewarding um, for them, they're like, damn, I'm going to be part of this podcast. I'm going to upload this. I mean, there's this hype and everything. Like, I'm a part of this. And before, I was like, man, I need all this money. But now now that I see that people want to be a part of the team, obviously, I do want to eventually start, you know, paying people, but I just don't have the resources just now. But, like, they love being part of the team. They love talking about sports. And if I could do that and hopefully build a team throughout that, and then when them, hopefully the money starts to actually generate, then I think it's just going to explode yeah, you've done a really good job setting up your platform to where you can now invite people in. And 
yeah, you're you've already done the work of you're you were basically like solving your own problem, following your own passion. And I think that's where it started. And people just had the same passion and had that same problem. And they really liked how you solved that need or problem or like that avenue of watching and recapping sports. So I think it just naturally brings in people. And I think most businesses do do that. Like you solve a problem and then your customer naturally comes. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. It's like, it's exciting. It's exciting because like, like it's cool. Like people want to be part of something I've built. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't know. I just think it's like the coolest thing. I think, Steven, you haven't talked very much, but I think. Steven's not on this episode. <laughs> no, I think you have some really valuable stuff to say because. Um, He's been helping it in. You're in a position right now where you kind of know, but you kind of don't know. And I don't know, I guess, your business well enough to say that you don't know, but I think there's a lot. <laughs> So, I mean, there's a lot of deeper see, No, I definitely agree with what you guys are saying, but at the same time, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we do have completely different businesses. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with what you're saying. Sure, like, you've got ladies who are overweight or whatever who don't want to go to the gym or don't have time. And you are a sports network, so you could literally have little kids watching your stuff, so like grown men or women or whatever. But I'm selling women's t shirts. Cater to women. You're not going to see, unless you see, you know, a flamboyant guy or something wearing my t shirt. It's, no, it is what it is. Like, that's yeah. who's buying my t shirt. And I, I know that's who's buying my t shirt because that's what I'm selling to and that's who's purchasing it. Yeah, but I think your category is so big still. Like, women can be so many, there's so many different types of women, ages, like, what sure. they do. Like, there, I feel like there's a deeper conversation and like a more advanced conversation on, uh, the target market because you not only have the demographics like you're talking about but you also have psychographics where you're talking like all right do they go to starbucks are these girls that go to starbucks are they gonna wear something that says girl power are they or is it more girls that shop somewhere else or do they read a different style magazine like there's hardcore girls there's like yeah yeah. you know very basic girls like there's a lot of range and I, I, i just feel like you can't just target girls in general and once you find the actual no, yeah, I mean it's not. I mean it's not just girls in general. I mean I haven't like segmented and broken it down exactly. Yeah. But yeah, there's still much to learn for sure. But but I think no, it's not. I mean it's not going to be like you have know, t-shirts like t-shirts that say her before like kind of like vegan vegan yeah yeah that's true for sure and then you can. You know, maybe attack those people. I think if you just get the right influencer, <laughs> I think you're no, gonna, like I think you're gonna blow up. This one. Just, yeah, I think it's just have to sip it. Yeah, I think you just find like Yeah, I think you obviously build it up and all that stuff. But I think once you have like the right influencer, I think just like Mark, he had. I mean, it, it could have been your first try. It could have been your third try, but you happen to fight the right influencer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. I mean, if it didn't work, I mean, you also like hooked him up with a bunch of shit that actually helps out. Yeah. Well. That, that, that but you had like, I'm saying, but like that yeah. guy is catered to what you're actually doing. But that's, that's one thing, like I, I was thinking, and, and that's like the same, the same thought I had shared with you about uh, possibly generating money. I mean, it can, it can, it can also apply to you. Uh, Steven, sorry, I keep forgetting we're audio. 
And I'm pointing yeah, at people. <laughs> yeah, the audience can but, see your point. <laughs> but, I mean, like, so many influencers are trying to go, like, you know, they're going vegan. They're, like, you know, showing off that lifestyle, the healthy mm-hmm. thing. Like, just like the, the influencer I shared with you, uh, Carol, she's, she's going that route. She's a newer vegan, and she's all about the lifestyle. And now, like, you know, all her followers are about that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, you could customize your shop or a side of your shop to mm-hmm. and to tailor her yeah. her people and like maybe like you know do a collab like you know do like yeah this is Carolyn's you know special merch like come and buy it and mm-hmm. distribute the revenue with her. Uh, I feel like that's like that's something that would work like with so many influencers. Like you could diversify like so easily. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, there's so many ideas like that I have that could work. It's just like the execution is where is where your game is gonna be at. Mark's getting paid over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like change. Yeah. It's like you know you're an entrepreneur when you get those PayPal yeah. and like straight. Is that is that PayPal? Is that the PayPal? Uh, it's Shopify. Oh, it's a Shopify? Oh, yeah. Nice. Car. That should be like the sound effect in every entrepreneur podcast. Right? Squarespace sponsorship. Every time you say a point, like a really good argument, yeah. you should just make the change. Uh, uh, Alex, get on me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it work. Yes. But yeah, I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah, I did. Steve, you good? You good? Alright. So that was our episode nine. Good work, boys. Nice, good job. It's a good job. Episode uh, nine. Right before we have to go on break for a little bit. Uh, hey, check us out on every podcast site there is. WestcoCEO.com and let's fucking roll the music. Uh, roll the music.